This is Over the Line on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Belichick, the head coach of the New England Patriots, Aaron Rodgers has dubbed him the greatest coach um, in the NFL. Hard to argue with all the rings. He's got so many that it fills out almost both of his hands. Uh, We'll get to that matchup coming up, comments from Aaron Rodgers. But first, I saw this yesterday on the old Twittersphere. Um, Devontae Adams on his adjustment period with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, remember week one, Rowdy, when Devontae, uh, they compared Devontae Adams with all the Packers wide receivers. It was the stat they kept showing up on the TV. I don't think any Green Bay Packer fans were doing it. It was, uh, you know, the... The talking heads, national like media. Yeah, it was like Devontae Adams. What did he have? Like a hundred and whatever. I forget the exact verbiage, what it was. But Devontae Adams had more receiving yards than the entire Green Bay Packers core. And everyone was losing their mind over, oh, Aaron Rodgers, that's why he's so pissed. Look what, la, 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 la. I was here. Devontae Adams had 141 yards, 10 catches, and a touchdown. And that was the, the big thing they were flashing around everywhere. Oh, yeah, Devontae. Yeah, that's why Rodgers is hacked off. Well, check this out. The Raiders are 0-3. The Packers are 2-1. and Packers just coming off a big win over the Buccaneers, obviously. They got the uh, New England Patriots coming up, which, you know, should, should be the t- most difficult of challenges. But they do, you know, professionally, both to get paid, play the game. Devontae Adams said this. Quote, all the Green Bay people will definitely still be on that trying to compare the stats and all that, but we're not doing this thing for stats at the end of the day. Devontae Adams on his adjustment period. Was it the Packer fans, Rowdy, that were all about that? No, because Packer fans, like you said, were getting annoyed by seeing it. And then by week two, when Devontae Adams started struggling with the Las Vegas Raiders, when it comes numbers-wise, yeah. Packer fans were asking, well, where are the numbers now? Yeah. Because it was like shoved in their face the entire first game. Yeah. Now, I also would like to ask Devontae Adams a follow-up question. Okay, I get it. But if you're not doing it for numbers, are you doing it for wins? Because you guys aren't winning either. Yeah, you're 0-3. Wouldn't you say, Rowdy, that the better numbers that one puts up, the more likely it is that you would win, I would think? Most of the time. Huh. I know Devontae had a big game uh, week one. They lost. Unless you were on the Rangers with us in the uh, Razor's <laughs> Edge, where we talked about they looked great offensively. Yeah, and then they still lost. Devontae, 141 uh, receiving yards this first week. The Packers' whole wide receiving core, 120. Packers are now 2-1. and one. The Raiders are 0-3. So Green Bay uh, didn't start it, but it looks like we might finish it. So there you go, Devontae Adams. Well, Rodgers coming up at first line one. Good morning. Who's this? It takes more than a man to build a village. Well, if it isn't Z and the D, you're single-handedly building the village. You got one kid out there. Yeah, you're repro- well, you're, you're procreating. Uh, you know, trying to rebuild this thing, Zach. Yeah, I'm trying to do that, but not in the uh, 500 years later like Id- idiocracy. <laughs> great movie, by but, the way. Great movie. Anyway, the way um, the world's heading, that could be you know, it could come to fruition not in 500 years, but maybe 50. Yeah, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm gone by then, so I don't have to deal with that. What do you want? You're what, thirty four? Thirty four, yeah. You want to kick off by your eighty four? I mean, unless I'm going to be looking like I'm fifty at eighty four. I I mean, fifty is the new twenty. I heard, man. With modern medical advances, we could keep you around a little longer than that. (laughs) 
Possibly. Yeah. All right. You're so a good-looking chap. Ask, You're fine. Yeah, well, they could differ sometimes there, but... Right, they say gravity more- is a big strain on your body, and there's not much to you, Z. I mean, you're not, you know, I don't, I don't think gravity is hitting you as hard as, like, the taller folk. No, it's not. Well, hopefully it hits some other areas sometimes. But, all right, so let me get to my question. Would you be more scared of a quarterback named Axel or Brian? Axel. Well, we're going against an Axel. Brian's real name is Axel, actually. Did you know that? Brian Hoyer's real name is Axel? Is his parents yeah. big Guns and Roses fans? His dad was his dad's name was Axel, and apparently he wanted to keep the generation thing going. So his actual real name is Axel, but he goes by Brian. Wow, Axel Axel Edward Brian Hoyer. I know, isn't that a mouthful? My mind's blown. <laughs> I know. Wow, so like, I had no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why did I never know that? I don't know. I I don't know why. I just I heard it yesterday on a pod uh, fantasy football podcast, and I was like, what? So I had to check it out. Yep, it's Axel. I'd be hands down scared to go against an Axel. Brian, I feel like I'm just playing an awful I don't know, game. Brian. The name Brian, though, I mean, connotations of, like, maybe, like, the football coach's son. You know, his whole, whole life is beating his head that he's going to be, like, some star quarterback. So he's got this little chip on his shoulder that he's never good enough for dad. Maybe Axel sounds like a, maybe a family that like to party a little bit. Well? I don't know, Axel, I don't know. But I think Axel, I, I just I, think Axel Rose. I that's what I think of too. Axel Rose always late. Brian Hoyer, aka Axel Axel Edward Brian Hoyer, late on his throws. How about that? That's hundred percent true. Well, this is Ben Kenny's favorite song. <laughs> Isn't this the Jim Rose? No, it's the Ben Kenny show. <laughs> Listen here, clones, Ben Kenny. Hey, Jim Rome's going to be in uh, Madison this weekend. I think he may be here already. He's going to be uh, bumping around the, the game tomorrow. Well, maybe he's listening. What is up, clothes? Where here, is Ben Jim. Kenny? I would like to buy him a drink. Listen here, Jim. <laughs> I don't respect you, but I respect you to the fact you have your own show, clone. Call me Chris one more time. I bet you I won't. Chris. Chris. I already did, Chris. Hey, Z, we love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. You. Axel. Axel. Serpentine. Brian Hoyer, even if his name Axel, does that strike fear in the heart of anybody? No. No. Uh, no. I don't think Brian Hoyer struck fear in the heart of anybody his entire playing career. <laughs> now, that being said, he's been a solid backup Needs. for a long time. Needs. Like, he's made a nice career in the NFL. He has. But he doesn't strike fear in anybody. He's 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 a guy that I wish actually would have been a Packers backup. Yeah, he probably almost was a decade ago. He almost was until there was a little backroom deal with uh, Bill Belichick to bring him back to the Patriots. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, though, he's gotten to know Axel Edward Brian Hoyer throughout his uh, career. Somewhat, take a listen. Here's Rodgers. Yeah, I've known Brian a little bit over the years through him being a part of the Derby Cruise. You know, when he goes to Tom. I really like Brian. He's a, he's a good dude. He's been around the league for a long time, obviously. He's uh, you know had some stretches as a starter with a lot of success. But he's around the league because he's smart. Uh, he knows the schemes that he's in, and, and he can come in and, and execute as well as they want him to. So uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Brian. But I'm going to tune him up on Sunday. Brody, also this. What do you think it is? 
Now, we talked Devontae Adams struggling with the Raiders, 0-3. I mean, Devontae's, you know, he's still getting his a little bit. This is the Raiders as a whole team are struggling. They're 0-3. Packers are 2-1. and Now, struggling would be the Packers' offense. But about the Packers' offense, what is the best aspect of the Packers' offense right now? Is it just the run game? Well, clearly, I think that's it. I mean, we've talked about this entire year that the wide receiver room is going to get better, at least we hope, as the season progresses. We're only on the fourth game of the season. Like it's still an extremely early, early year. And yeah, Romeo Dobbs looked good last game. Yeah. They've shown some flashes, but clearly if you were the Packers, you would rather lean on the run game than have to to lean on the passing game at this point. Yeah. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, by the way, your rookie of the week for week three after crushing Aaron Rodgers was asked Rowdy, uh, what he thinks Bill Belichick thinks is the best part of the Packers offense. He had an interesting answer. I'm not going to give him any ideas, but I'm sure he'll look at uh, what he thinks we do best and try and take away first and second options and then uh, have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D that I'm sure he hopes he doesn't get to, but I'm sure they'll have a great plan for us. <laughs> what would you have I probably would have laughed if, if they asked him that same question and Aaron Rodgers was, would have said, well, you know, to be honest with you guys, it's stopping me. <laughs> Is Belichick the Roger stopper? I don't think so. Let's go. Um, what comments from Rogers? Moment? I, yeah. I don't even think it really matters though, to be honest with you between Brian Hoyer and Mac Jones. Like clearly I think Mac Jones is a much better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. Yes. But do you really think when you look at that new England Patriots team, which yeah, Bill Belichick, best coach in football, no doubt about it. One of the best coaches of all time. No doubt about it. But look at the roster of the team they've had since Brady has left. It's tough, dude. Like, it's tough. yeah, they have okay running backs, and they got about 100 of them, and they rotate them <laughs> about every other play. Yeah, they got a lot of different receivers, but they're all like, again, like we talked about the Green Bay Packers being young, young and inexperienced. New England's not necessarily young and inexperienced. They've got some... NFL vets, they've been around a minute. They're just not that great. They're a bunch no. of like threes running around out there. And then when you look at the tight ends, yeah, I know they signed both of those guys to to bigger deals, but but neither have neither it's, it's have really, neither has really played a, to the to the abilities that their contract said that they should. It's not a good roster. And then on defense, yeah, they're always solid. They're always ball hawking. Like it's Bill Belichick defense, but there's nothing or no one on that offense that scares you. And that's even with Mac Jones playing. Yeah. Now you have an older backup, which yeah, he's serviceable. Like he's, yeah, he knows the schemes. He knows what the game plan is going to be. He's going to play within himself. He's experienced. He's been in the NFL 14 years. But you just can't really be that great with an offense and players around you like that. Yeah. And then when you have the Green Bay Packers defense, which yeah, has shown to be pretty good outside of the first half of that Minnesota Viking game, I just don't see the New England Patriots scoring that many points. No, like this could be another. Now, I don't think New England's defense is nearly as good as as the Buccaneers, because I think the Buccaneers have the top five defense and they have since Tom Brady has been there, Yeah, but they're solid. And again, Bill Belichick is, is definitely a better schemer than Todd Bowles, even though Todd Bowles is a good defensive head coach is a good D coordinator. 
I could see maybe not to the extent of a 14 to 12 game, but I could see like a 20 to 10 type. Totally. Game. Totally. I could see a 17 right. to 10 type game. It's, it's not going to be a pretty no, game it's not pretty. unless right. the green Bay Packers make it pretty. I don't think the Patriots have the ability to make no, it. They're just a not a talented game. roster. We'll get more into it coming up here. Our sports director, Zach Halpern going to join us. Talk Wisconsin, Brett Bielema and Illinois uh, after the commercial break, uh, breaking news before I get to these two phoners, the NFL's players association is saying it's going to pursue every legal option as it is now opening up an investigation of whether Tua Tagovailoa should have been playing on uh, last night, Thursday night, after the concussion he suffered on Sunday, and then last night getting thrown to the uh, the turf and bashing his head. I, it was a scary scene with his... I don't even know what he was doing with his hands, man. I, you have no control over it, obviously. That was tough. So the NFLPA opening up uh, every legal option as they are now investigating. Speaking of Patriots, this guy backs the Pats. Our guy, handsome guy, handsome devil. Uncle Dave, Dave Esler in the house. Dave, first of all, we want to uh, say we're thinking about you. Our thoughts are with you as you're in Florida. How is everything going with Hurricane Ian? Uh, it's going north of us right now. I mean, we're fine. It's a little cloudy, but, okay. you know, I, I have to admit the last couple of days sucked. But I, I, by the same token, I think my biggest challenge was trying to get one of my dogs to go out and go to the bathroom. Uh, he wanted he, he wanted no part of that. <laughs> well, Dave, if you need help uh, with anything, we'll send Rowdy down real quick to to rebuild with you, okay? He might not come back. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, he does love himself in Florida, right, Rowdy? Nicer weather there yeah. once the hurricane well, we, passes. We, 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 we discussed getting away from Craig Council off air, so... It might have some other benefits. Well, it okay. Well, <laughs> I think the farther away Rowdy can get from Craig Council, the better his psyche will be for his mental health. So maybe we will send him to Florida. <laughs> I mean, I you know, as a as a conscientious objector, I don't know how you argue with you know two first place and a second and three out of four years, and the fourth year was that COVID year. I mean, you know. Uh, Rowdy's only happy when he's complaining, Dave. So that's, you know. I mean, they won 95 games, 96 games, 89 games. I mean, we talked about the Pirates off air. The Pirates have only won, I think, 89 games or 90 games like twice in 30 years. So You ever ever heard the saying that some people... You, you could have Phil Garner back. I mean, come on. You ever heard the saying that people some people are only happy when they're unhappy? Yeah. I mean, there you Uh, go. Hey, Dave, I strive for greatness and to win every single game and to win every single World Series. And then Rowdy tells you he's a realist. So there's that. Think of of that for a second, Dave. Hey, Dave, how is a gambler that you are, pregame.com, all your beautiful bets, Dave underscore Esler on Twitter, uh, when there's, I feel like this is a revenge game. There's there's a little side story to it that there's a little something, a little extra for Brett Bielema, former Badgers coach, uh, coming back to Camp Randall, bringing Illinois with them. Uh, the Badgers just got embarrassed by Ohio State, just an ass spanking. Wisconsin, uh, what, what did it open as, Rowdy? Ten, nine and a half? Yeah, it was around ten. And now Wisconsin bet down to a seven-point favorite. As a better, do you ever look into this, you know, kind of like a revenge game or a little side story like Brett Bielema coming back to his former team? Is that something that goes into play when you gamble? Yeah, absolutely, but... In this case, it could work. It could work against him. I mean, I don't know how much disdain anybody uh, in the Badger organization might have for him. You know, it could motivate him a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, could, should Badger fans be, you know, nervous in a sense of maybe Illinois could come in? Now, there always could be an upset, right? That's why they played the game. Uh, but seven points uh, opened at ten. What does Dave Essler think of the movement of the line? 
Uh, well, Dave loves it because he took eight and a half. <laughs> uh, Dave, so yeah, I mean, we'll I, don't, I don't like to, I don't like to be in a majority. It sounds like most of your callers uh, like the same thing, but. Uh, oh, Rowdy, just, you, I, you took the bad I mean, news, uh, I, mean I, I think the other advantage that I might have is it's you know it's not a later game; it's an eleven a.m. game, and that doesn't give the crowd time to get drunk enough and rowdy enough. So. <laughs> Well, the students won't even show up till like noon. So, I mean, they'll. Exactly. And I think the students, I don't even think the students even know who Brett Bielema is, to be honest with you. Like, some of the players even said they weren't sure who he was for the Badgers. They're like, oh, really? Interesting. Um, Dave, let me ask you when it comes to college picks, though, what are you, uh, what are you cooking on? Can you give us a little something, something? A little something? Yeah, just a little something. Not getting um, too you good. Know, I, I think one of my favorite bets this week is the Tulsa Golden Hurricane getting. 10 points against Cincinnati. I mean, I still think the Bearcat games are being lined off of last year when they had obviously Ritter and Sauce Gardner and three other defensive starters that were drafted into the NFL. I mean, you can look at Tulsa, I think, one of two ways. They they lost in triple overtime at Wyoming. Um, Northern Illinois almost beat them. Or that they had a little miss scoreless in the second half of last week at Ole Miss. So I'm going to go with option B. I mean, it, you know, last year I think they played a, uh, a 28-20 game in Cincinnati when Cincinnati was ranked fourth in the nation. So uh, Tulsa won't lack for confidence. And, you know, UC loves to pass the ball, and Tulsa's got a pretty good pass defense. So it's a little bit of a matchup thing. So I would not be surprised if Tulsa beats them, but I will gladly take a touchdown and a half. Rowdy, you like that for Uncle Dave here? I have no strong opinion on All that. Right. Rowdy's got a lot of ones in the cooker. Well, Dave, let's move to the NFL. Let's go to the Shield a little bit here. Uh, you know what we root for. That's the Green Bay Packers. And uh, we know that you are a New England Patriots kind of guy. Uh, nine um, and a half. Dave, what do we think of this game? Is, uh, is Mac Jones? There's no way Mac Jones is playing, right? He's telling his team he might. There's no way. It's, it's got to be Brian Hoyer, correct? I would agree with that. So what do we think of this line at nine and a half? Uh, um, I would take the Patriots team total under 14 if uh, no matter who was under center, probably even if Brady was under center. Really? Mm-hmm. And you don't have much faith in this uh, this Patriots team of scoring or winning, I would imagine, then? Um, you'd be wrong. I have no faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, like, look at that Patriots roster. You're, you're funny, Dave. And I just... They, they don't stinks. have any skilled players. Like they don't have any skilled talent at at the wide receiver position, uh, the running back position, the tight ends. Like, yeah, I guess Hunter. Are you, you going to tell? Are you going to tell me Jacoby Myers is not elite? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to tell you. But yeah, I get he, it. he'd fit nicely on the Packers wide receiving core. <laughs> they all would be the same. Okay. Touche. Hey, um, is Ty Montgomery, is he, if you know, is he hurt? Is he even playing? Uh, I do not know for yeah. sure. Well, that's, ex- yeah. he we used to be a Packer. He was, uh, yeah, exactly. he's been mentally hurt since about 18. Yeah. So I was going to say, if that's, if he's playing good, you know, good luck. Dave, uh, also, uh, elsewhere in the NFL, what do you, uh, what do you kind of eyeing up here for us with your beautiful mind? Um, yeah, one day we got to do a show about teasers. I heard that. You heard Dave? Early. That's a big. That's a blind guy, Dave from Monona. Two glass eyes. He's all seeing, um, all knowing, though. Well, then maybe we don't. <laughs> um, well, he's great um, for radio. I like, 
I like the Falcons over Cleveland, I think, probably as good as I like anything. I mean, you know, the Falcons came into this season with low or perhaps no expectations. You know, Mariota's going to just kind of hold the fort until we get our our quarterback of the future next year. And they might win enough games to screw that up. But, um, you know, I look at I look at Cleveland, you know, and, and they're kind of just holding serve with Brissett until uh, Watson comes back. And look who they played. They beat the Panthers barely. Uh, they lost to the Jets, which uh, was strictly coaching. And they beat the Steelers with no, a worse offense than New England's. And that was a game they were losing at halftime. Uh, and none of those teams can stop the run. Um, and two of those teams allow more rushing yards than the Falcons do. So, you know, I, I, I heard it said that on some metrics that the Browns were the most efficient team, but I think that's probably because they played the least efficient teams. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, this is the Falcons' first home game since uh, they barely lost to the Saints. Um, yeah. You know, Mariota's better than Brousset. Um Arthur Smith, I think, is probably better than Stefanski, and I think he proved that in the Jets' loss. So, okay. you know, I, I like the Falcons. All right, Dave. So to play devil's advocate, though, here, Dave, with yeah. the Falcons, I don't disagree with the Falcons. I just don't know if it's a game I'd be willing to to play. Don't you feel like that a lot of the public and some of the other people around the NFL are watching and seeing that the Falcons are covering every single game, that the offense is better than what they thought, and maybe that uh, – Vegas is is holding them a little bit higher than what they actually are. Not saying that I'd want to play Cleveland, but uh, just looking at it from a Falcons. Yeah, perspective. I mean that's a good. I don't disagree with that, but the, if you look at, you can look at the other side of the coin. I mean, people thought Cleveland would go zero and four, zero and six, or one and whatever until Watson came back, and they're undefeated. So, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, I will tell you that line opened. Um, Cleveland minus three because they're not going to make Atlanta favorites yet. And so I think they split the difference and it's down to one in most places, actually everywhere. So, you know, I think the sharp money is also on Atlanta. Um, I took them at plus two, but we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I just, I just don't trust Cleveland, honestly. I mean, I mean, I watched the Kobe Brissett with New England. I mean, (laughs) you go. Hey, Jacoby Brissett is uh, Bill Parcells' guy. Uh, where is Bill Parcells now? Probably retired. Yeah, he's probably, probably on his probably on his uh what is couch. What is he doing? That was that was then. This is now. Uh, what is Bill Parcells doing? I imagine he's like hawking some kind of like uh, Bengay or something, some kind of cream. Probably our, our, our senior life insurance. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Dave. He's now in the market for Copperfit with Brett Favre yeah, Brett vacating Favre. that market. Yeah, Brett Favre's kind of been uh, asked to leave that role. So, Dave. I'm not going to ask about the golf game this weekend because I think other things are happening uh, when it comes to, you know, the state of Florida. I don't know how much golfing you'll be doing. But, Dave, I saw this on your Twitter account, and it sparked a little something-something in my brain. So earlier this week, uh, after Wisconsin got boat raced by Ohio State, you know, we were kind of trying to figure out what to do with the program. Rowdy said, bring me Urban Meyer Give me Urban Meyer. I'll take him in a heartbeat for Wisconsin. I saw this Nebraska coaching search. You tweeted it out. You said no words as Nebraska. I did, 
I mean, I just don't. Contacted I mean, Herb to, for the Cornhuskers. Uh, uh, maybe a, no words, but a little words on it. Or Urban Meyer, are you a fan? Yeah or nay? Um, no, not at all. And <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I'll go to my grave, and maybe I'll go to my grave sooner if I say this, but, you know, when he left Florida, he said burnout or whatever the stress, whatever it might be. And I'm going to tell you how many unsolved murders there still are in Gainesville that they are somewhat certain, reasonably certain, that Aaron Hernandez had something to do with. Really? Uh, and, and uh, you know, you can't tell me he didn't have cursory knowledge of that. I think that's why he left Florida. And then, of course, the whole Jacksonville debacle. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, uh, and, you know, now that we're kind of a, a woke society and you can't fondle other women when you're married at a bar. That's, like that's frowned like upon, definitely. But yeah, I mean, I would think whoever hired him would get um, too much grief for whatever coaching goodness he might have left. So you're not signing yeah. off on Urban Miners, is what I'm, I'm taking. Yeah, so that, you, could, you could say that. <laughs> Dave, I got a little REO speed wagon for you riding the storm out. We're thinking of you, brother. I uh, hope everything's uh, right. you're good and you're safe, and we love you, Dave. We're great. Love you guys, too. Oh, there it is. I got it this week. Dave, uh, be safe, brother. Take care. Have a good weekend. But can he beat Wisconsin? Brett Bielema returns to the camp. We welcome in our sports director, Zach Heilprin. This man, mm, one beautiful bastard, our guy, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. Morning. How are we doing today? Good. <laughs> Great show last night. Kenny and Heilprin, by the way, absolutely incredible. Uh, former uh, offensive lineman and uh, NFLer Bill Nagy sharing some awesome Brett Bielema stories. Uh, Zach, yeah. what's on everyone's mind right now, uh, the, the folks, the masses are wondering, has Brett Bielema unblocked you from Twitter yet after you asked him <laughs> face-to-face at Big Ten Media Days earlier this year? He is not. I think he's just waiting for, for tomorrow. I feel like uh, that's going to be like the top of his mind tomorrow. It's going to be like, all right beat Wisconsin and then unblock Zach. Like that's going to be kind of his thing tomorrow. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Question forward to it after the game. Now, obviously like the media goes and sits and um, how does it all work after the game? Like, do you get to sit in front of Brett Bielema? So there's two different press conferences. There's Paul Chris, which is right by the Badgers locker room. And then on the other side of the stadium is, is where the visiting uh, press conference goes. So, Yeah. Um, but well, we know what Paul I mean, Chris is going to say we appreciate the opportunity, uh, like five thousand times. Why don't you jog yeah, down to Brett Bielema's and be like, "Hey, Brett, uh, can you unblock me?" Yeah, that's that was my plan. So you, you're just in my head right now. That's exactly what I was planning to do. I know what Paul Chris is going to Paul Chris is going to say. I don't really need to hear it. Um, I shouldn't say what he's going to say. What, what he's not going to say, um, and then go on down to Brett Bielema's instead. And I'm sure he'll have a a lot to talk about if uh, they win tomorrow. I'm just imagining, so say Illinois does win tomorrow, mm. that yeah. you you know, hang out at Paul Chris for a second and then you hustle it down to Brett Bielema's. You do get your question in there saying, hey, can you unblock me? And the all-time gotcha from Brett Bielema is he unblocks you and then tweets at you just giving you crap about how they just beat Wisconsin. That would be all time. And he tweets out karma. From Brett Bielema. No, I, all I feel time. like, yeah. Karma. That's, that's what I kind of feel like. It'd be, it'd be unblocking and then hashtag karma. Wow. That um, would be an all-timer from Brett B. It would be. Um, That'd be incredible. I, it'd be amazing. It, it would I be almost amazing. want Wisconsin um, to lose just for that to happen. 
here's the thing. If Wisconsin does lose, maybe I should be at Paul Chris press conference because it might be his last. That's, that's true. No. Well, I'm Zach, kidding. let me ask you. I mean, the um, lines are open. Uh, to, uh, oh, everybody, everybody wants that. I mean, uh, not everybody. A lot of people want that. It's not going to be happening. People are uh, going to be very disappointed if that's what they're expecting. I was joking. Uh, there's, I don't see a scenario in which he is fired this year, but my God, the, uh, the uproar if they were not to, to oh, win tomorrow. It's already, it's already restless, Zach. They're There's only yeah, one man in this state that I want canned, and his name is not Paul Christ. Can you, can you guess what who it is? What did Craig Council do yesterday? Eric Lauer? He, he was amazing. Yeah. And where was he? <laughs> hey, this Rowdy, who, by the way, earlier this week voted he did not want the Brewers to make the playoffs. He said no, and also as a Braves fan, is very in his feelings about the Brewers and Craig Council today. So explain that one to me, Zach. I mean, it was my understanding that he was done being a Brewers fan, so I'm kind of confused what the issue is here. And earlier this week we had a Twitter poll, do you want to see the Brewers make the playoffs? Just to know he voted no. So I mean, I voted no, too. But, um, well, that's, you know, that that's was different more, reasons. That was, that was, that was more selfish reasons. Zach, let me ask you, uh, not on the Brewers, but on the Fighting Illini of Illinois and Brett Bielema. I mean, how how big is this game in a sense? You just got drubbed by Ohio State. It, it, like, it wasn't even competitive. The return of Brett Bielema, you got to think he's inspired to, like, you know, shock the world and get a, a little upset win at Camp Randall in front of everyone that used to cheer for him. They're probably going to be booing him on Saturday. Like, how, how big of a game is this for the Wisconsin Badgers like, and the program you- itself? Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, you think about where they – I mean, a lot of people will point to the 2019 Illinois game as kind of where things started going wrong, even though that they I – mean, obviously Wisconsin ended up winning the Big Ten West and all that type of stuff. But if you look at the schedule from – their other record from 20, uh, 2019 game uh, at Illinois to this point, I mean, it, it, it could be – I mean, if you're an optimist, it could be the start of a turnaround and uh, the fixing of the season and getting back on track, kind of like it was last year where they went down there and won 24 to nothing. So – um, I, uh, they need, I mean, obviously they need to win the game, yeah. uh, for any, for any of their chances for winning the West and being competitive the rest of the year. And if they lose, as, as we talked about earlier, it'd be huge for Illinois, right? I mean, yeah, Brett Bielema, right. it, would be a, it would be a signature victory for Illinois, for Illinois and Brett Bielema kind of like, this is, you know, the plan of getting them back to being a competitive team and, and challenging, uh, for, for division titles, this would be a, a great win for them. But Wisconsin, I mean, this is a bigger win or a bigger game for Wisconsin than it is for Illinois. Um, maybe not for Brett Bielema, but it definitely is bigger for Wisconsin because they, what happened last week, and really I don't think we look at that um, as badly if, if they didn't lose to Washington State, but they did. Yeah. So, I mean, they're in, desperate, they're in desperation mode, I think, to win that game tomorrow. Okay, so – and you were talking about this on Kenny and Heilprin last night with uh, with Bill Nagy, and um, I think it was like the question essentially was like in in reality, what did you think was actually going to happen against Ohio State? Like, did you actually think they're going to pull off the upset and win? And you had, I think you had said, well, I think most fans wanted it to be at least competitive, right? Was that kind of the yeah. sense? Like, that's what I want, yeah. just because you know I brought up uh, when they played against Alabama. What was that? Twenty fifteen. I know Caputo got like knocked a concussion right away, but at least there was fight in the game. Like, I didn't expect them to beat Alabama, but at least there was a they put up a fight. Uh, there was well, no fight. Yeah, no, the the lack that I don't want to call it a lack of fight, but just the inability to to show up and and like have you know some kind of uh, impact on the game early. I mean, it was twenty eight to nothing with thirteen minutes uh, left in the second quarter. <laughs> yes. That's the game is already over. Like you think about 
2019 where they went down there. It was the, the score was 38 to seven. So you lost by the exact same points this week or last week, I should say, as you did that year. And yet they can feel completely different because that game was 10 to seven at one point. Um, you know, then obviously Ohio state went off, but this game wasn't competitive to start. And for that to be the case is probably obviously very difficult for people to accept. And it's why it looks so much worse than a, a, another 31 point loss just three years ago. I'm trying to formulate this, but Zach, let's go to October 23rd. The year is 2020. Wisconsin beats Illinois 45 to seven. Graham Mertz, 20 of 21, 248 yards and five touchdowns. People are losing their minds. Like this is it. This, this is the second coming of, of you know Bucky Badger if he was a some kind of enti- god entity uh, and Graham Mertz. So how? how Wisconsin compared to nah, – it's tough because it's two years ago. Like, how much better is Illinois and how much worse is Wisconsin? Or, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how can, can... – Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I don't know about worse – Wisconsin being worse than – I mean, they, that game was kind of insane. Um, Illinois was horrible. Like, horrible, horrible. Yes. And, you know, the team – you know, Wisconsin would blow out Michigan then a couple weeks later after, the, after they had their COVID pause. And, like, neither one of those teams was any good. And, and Wisconsin wasn't any – I mean, truly, truly wasn't – great i mean they had a great game but they had guys just running all over the place yeah. wide open everywhere so i don't know i is illinois better than that absolutely i don't comparing this team to the 2020 team is is really difficult because that whole season was just really messed up um i would not say that this team is worse than the 2020 team at this point they're better offensively okay. maybe not in that first game but you looked at them offensively the rest of the year they were horrible horrible um <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really. I'm not ready to say this team is worse than than that 2020 team. <sighs> I'm looking at the season, so uh, or this team, I should say, Zach. And you know, what's what's been? Is there any positives out of Ohio State? I mean, like it's over. No, besides it, yeah. Over, Braylon Allen one for one, ten yards passing, Wildcat. I mean, is that? Like, yep, yeah, one for one had the second best pass of the day. Um, I, I don't. I, it's very difficult to take anything out of their positive. I'm sure they did once they looked at the film. Seemed like Trey Wedding at right tackle had a good game. Uh, you know, John Torchio picked off CJ Stroud's first pick he had uh, this year. I, I, again, I, I would go with what Roddy said. It's, it's over. over. It's, it's, it's over. in the past. You know, it's in the past, and you can start forgetting about it tomorrow. Well, Zach, when I look at this Wisconsin team and specifically the defense. I know that Nick Herbig has plans for the future. I know that Keanu Benton has plans in the future playing in the NFL. A lot of the rest of the team, though, is pretty inexperienced and pretty young just in general. I I also look at it, and when we were talking at the beginning of the season, kind of where we had question marks were those young backers and the secondary. Well, they got exploited against Ohio State, but Ohio State has the best athletes of the best athletes. It's them, it's Georgia, and it's Alabama as the top three teams in the country, and I don't think anyone else is really that close. They're not going to see another team like this until potentially the first weekend in December when they would be playing a rematch with Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, and that's if they make it to the uh, Big Ten Championship game. I feel like at this point, this Wisconsin team playing like this Illinois team that's trying to mirror Wisconsin, they have to go and and basically, 
beat down on this Illinois team. Like you said, this is a revenge. This is er, not a, not necessarily revenge, but this is a we just got embarrassed. It's time to embarrass somebody else and keep the uh, the foot on the gas pedal here, especially when you're playing a team that doesn't have as much talent as you and is almost like your little brother. Am I wrong on this? Well, I mean, that's certainly the mindset of the players. We talked, you know, Nick, you heard Nick Herbig this week. Yeah, he was not he happy. Yeah, he wasn't happening, and he was like, he was asked, like, you know, what kind of response are you expecting? He goes, you just, you just get in your seats, and I hope you're in your seats, and you can, you can see it. Um, so they're, they are, uh, they're less than pleased with their, because that's not Wisconsin football last week. Even if it it's Ohio State, right? It just doesn't happen. It's the last time it happened was 2014 against Ohio State, and we all know what was going on with Gary Anderson and just that entire situation. And, um, so I, that's the last time like this, this defense looked like that. That's not that's, that's not who they've been. I know some people will be like, oh well, anytime they come up against a good offense, this is what it looks like. Well, no, it doesn't. Like that was that was eight years ago that a team put <laughs> that type of stuff on them. So I think they they were very upset this week, and I think we'll see some a very good effort. I don't know exactly what it looks like in terms of result, but I think the effort will be there for sure uh, on defense. And that's I guess at this point well, we can see uh, we can see. I, I don't know. What Does the team have the ability to blow people out that aren't named New Mexico State? Does the uh, I think again I I think they're as long as they don't commit eleven penalties, turn the ball over three times, miss a bunch of field goals. I I think that they can put some points on people, um, which obviously Washington State. Uh, how bad that was? Yes, of course they've they've got they've got um, breakaway guys all over the place. I mean, we, we've seen big plays in the past game. We've seen big plays in the run game. They can, they can put points on people. I don't, we'll see. I mean, Illinois defense has been pretty good this year in terms of giving up points. Now I haven't really played anybody, but they've, they've, uh, they haven't really given up too many points. Wisconsin's offense, I think also has plenty to prove. Um, maybe they found a little confidence in the, in the fourth quarter there, uh, playing against backups, but, um, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, take we'll, it. See. we'll take it. We'll, right. Yeah. You take it. This feels very weird what I'm about to say, Uh-oh. but mm-hmm. you look you look at what Ohio State did with all their speed and more of the spread them out offense where they're going to throw it around, run out of shotgun. All the other teams in the Big Ten and teams that Wisconsin would potentially see, I don't feel like they can do that to Wisconsin's defense. It's not going to be... It, it's not that Wisconsin's going to beat every single one of them, but it wouldn't be that bad of a thrashing. And weirdly enough, I think the team that probably has the most ability to do something, not to the extent of what Ohio State did offensively, but probably the closest, is Maryland. Because they are mm. explosive, and they have mm. a lot of receivers. Yeah, no, I would agree. That's That game's, uh, what is that? That's late October, early November. Um I would agree with that. I also say, like, you know, we, we talk about the athletes, what Ohio State was able to do. Jim Leonard gave credit to Ohio State, but he also, you know, said that they left a whole ton of plays out there. And it was and it was just mental mistakes. And again, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, they, Ohio State's winning that game. They could play the best game mentally they've ever done in their entire lives. And while still, Ohio State's still going to put up 35 at least. So, but it was guys lined up incorrectly guys uh, playing a different defense than what was called guys trying to make too many plays exactly. guys not getting off blocks. Like there were just so many things that were on Wisconsin like that um, you would hope with another week and another That's ability, insane. you know, more experience that you're not going to run into those same things. That's insane um, to me because it's, it's Ohio state. Like this is the biggest game you had and that's what you put yeah, out there. The like that's, that's nuts. It is, the, it, 
It is the biggest game. Like, that's nuts. So it means the most. It's it's a huge it's a huge opportunity. It's a huge like I and, and then like, you do what? that like that's that's mind boggling. It's not though. It's not because you think about some of the guys that are playing out there. They've never done that before. They've never been in that situation before. So they kind but of to be lining out. up. They're not they supposed to be running plays. Not supposed to like it's insane. Like that's that goes started, on the coaching staff with preparation, doesn't it? Not. You can't. You can only prepare guys so much. They have to yeah. actually go out and play. They can't. You, I mean, you, you can't That's make true. them. Yeah. You can't make them get enough depth on the drop. They have to do that. That's you true. can't. I mean, you can't tell them to line up. You can tell them to line up in a certain place, and if they it's don't just, line up in that certain place, then what the hell? Just a but failure guys, all like, around. Yes. God. All right, man. All right. So uh, hopefully we get a. We'll see what happens. I guess I've less. I am less confident now than I was before I started talking to you today. Zach. Oh, what's that? You gonna pick against them? No, I already, um, already took Wisconsin the on the razor's edge. I think they win this Zach, game. Do I do I ever pick against the Badgers, Zach? No, you haven't. We get your score every week, and I've you've never picked against them. Thank you. Well, uh, we had one of our callers, Pete from Nolan Collins, like, "How can I take you seriously?" I'm like, Pete, that's my thing. I think I, Wisconsin I wins this game, Zach, and I think they win by double digits. Well, I, well, yeah. okay, okay. Before I let you go, Zach, last night you had something on the tip of your tongue that you wanted to say, but then you, for some reason, dialed it back. Uh, you said, "I don't." You were going to say something about the Badger game. What was it? You're in the circle of trust. You're in the nest. No, I think it was it was about being positive. It was I wasn't going to be negative, so I didn't. I don't. No, you I said you were going to say it, but then you stopped. You stopped yourself. I want you to say. Yeah, it. I did because I'm like I'm, I don't want to be pessimist here, so I'm not going to do it. It was, it. it was just a matter of like it was like oh they better win if they don't win. Say um, it. No, uh, it's say fine. it, you coward. I, again, I, it was just a matter of like, oh my God, what happens if they lose this game? Type of thing. It wasn't anything okay. like right. over the top. No. Uh, so, well, I, Rowdy, do you know Rowdy? Do you know last time that they were not a double digit favorite against Illinois? Ooh, I'm gonna guess it's gotta be a while. It, it's a while ago, right? Depends how you define a while. Over ten years. No. Ooh, I was see. I was gonna guess Ron Zook and Juice Williams. Mm. It was. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Sure. 2015. Um, down there when, you know, Paul Chris offense, or I should say the first year that they weren't really blowing anybody out. Um, but, yeah, they were, I believe they were like four-point favorites that day. Jesus. So, yeah. Well, Zach, uh, you tell Brett Bielema that we said hello, all right? You tell him we said hello. I will. I'll let him know. Do you, do you have any messages for him I can I can pass along? Just tell him uh, I think he looks, he's looking better than ever. Svelte, trim, <laughs> and uh, very sexy. And also Kevin Costner esque. It looks very like much like Kevin Costner. And also okay. uh, Rowdy's been rocking his Brett Bielema collection and been rocking it well with that nice little zippy that he wears once in a while in the studio. All right, I'll pass it along. Uh, anything uh, you want me to say to Ben? You want me to hug him or anything? You guys kiss and make up over uh, the Tuesday night, Kenny and Heilprin? I'm all good. All right, cool. If anyone else is interested in that Brett Bielema collection, it is a very nice zip up. The only thing about it, Zach, is smallest sizes are XLs. Yeah. So. Do you zip it all the way up, like all oh, the way up, all, all, all the way up? Is there any okay. other? Is there any other way to wear it? Like yes. that, 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 that could be almost staple. Yeah. Uh, also, if we can get Bill Nagy's uh, full leather jacket that he got uh, gifted for a, a bowl gift, we'd also appreciate that. If you could have Bill well, hook it up with that. He, uh, yeah, I think you should ask him because I, I, you and him are tight. So yeah, we got I, a bromance. Uh, we got a bromance. Yeah, yeah. Zach, bromance with you as well. We love you, Zach. Thanks so much for your time. All right, all right, guys. Thanks. And there he is, Zach Heilprin. <laughs> I have something for Rowdy, myself, and also something for one young Ben Kenny. Uh, before I, I play it, though, good morning, uh, Benjamin. Uh, something's going on if you're... Good morning, young Ben Kenny. 
Try again. Uh, there we go. There it is. There she is. There she is, baby. I can neither confirm nor deny if the sun came up today. I'm looking. I can see out Magic 98's in the resistance studio window. I, I do see sunshine. It seems a little bright, but I don't know. It's up for debate whether that's caused by the sun. Boys, I'm going to play this in order. This is both for you, Ben, and you, Rowdy, as well as myself and Brewers fans and Philly fans alike. Oh, by the way, fly the W. Sorry, Ben, cover your ears. Fly the W. Thank, go, Cubs, go. As a Brewers fan, thank you, Chicago Cubs, for sweeping the Phillies. All right, Ben, you can unplug your ears. Well, maybe I want to plug them again. Do you know their record against the Phillies this year? 6-0. and Yep. <laughs> the, the kryptonite. I saw that, and Two I sweets. honestly kind of chuckled out loud because I'm like, really? You lost all six games to the Cubs? Especially the, this reiteration of the Cubs at the end of the year that are like nothing. As my Cardinal fan friend said very rightly, you don't just come into the NL Central and win. <laughs> <laughs> like... You think about how hard that is to do. Like in baseball. Oh, yeah. In baseball. I've been watching it. It looks hard. <laughs> if the Phillies were the Dodgers and and the, the Cubs were the Nationals, the very best team in the league versus the very worst team in the league, you would think the numbers would tell you hey. that out of those six games, hey. the Nationals could at least probably win two. Didn't the Pirates go 5-1 and one against the Dodgers? They did. Team? They did. Str- yeah. Hey, strange things happen. You don't just come into the NL Central and Correct. win. Correct. All right, boys, take a listen, Ben. I'm going to start with your Phillies first. This would be uh, the bottom of the fifth. There's two outs. Cubs are leading one nothing. Cubs are up the bat. Just hit play on this. one pit swung on hit in the air center field marsh turns going back towards the track he's he dropped it in fact he just missed it he didn't drop it he never got it suzuki's coming around second he's headed for third and an outfield miscue i don't know if he lost it in the sun or what but it's going to be a triple for seya suzuki here with two outs in the bottom of the fifth and yes brandon marsh does have sunglasses on <laughs> I just, I just think he whipped it. I think his, as he turned, he was backpedaling probably the first four steps and turned to go get it and turned back around, realized he had gone maybe two steps too far, and his head is bouncing, 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 and lands probably two feet in front of his feet. Okay. That's why you... Run on your toes. There's so that. Head doesn't bounce. Then, boys, let's go to the uh, Milwaukee Brewers last night at uh, American Sometimes Family Field. Bases are loaded. Eric Lauer went five innings, struck out nine, gave him one hit, was dealing. Freddie Peralta came out of the bullpen to buy her lovage situation, and bases are loaded. Former Brewer slugger Garcia up, and something. Uh, Terrible proceeded to happen. I'm going to just do this. Base is loaded. One ball, two strikes. And a fly ball to center field. Back on it is Taylor at the wall. It is off the top of the wall and gone. Avi Garcia with a grand slam. Garcia able to hit this one. Just barely able to get it over the glove of Boys. Tyrone Taylor. We doing today? Honestly, yeah. Huh. Well, I don't want you to lie. Yeah. Better than yesterday because <laughs> at this point, it's quite funny. 
These teams are so bad. Like, if it was possible for them to both miss the playoffs, I think that's what I want. I wish there was a third team to come in out of nowhere. These teams suck. Hey, it was so bad for the Brewers last night that Rowdy became a fan again to complain about it. <laughs> a guy who voted no to making the playoffs earlier this week and saying he's a Braves fan and throwing off the Brewers for life is back on the Brewers bandwagon to bitch and yell into the abyss about Craig Council. Well, I'm sure, Ben, at 6 in the morning you were sleeping, correct? No, I was awake. I can't say I was listening to this program. Thinking about life and his trials and tribulations. I was awake. So when I see the Phillies just absolutely collapsing and handing this to the Milwaukee Brewers, who are playing all right baseball. 10 of 13 now. They've lost. <laughs> I start the last couple days sitting there kind of formulating, looking at this going, oh my God, if Phillies really do this and the Brewers sneak in, They'll be the six seed. And I'm I'm starting to talk myself into this. They're the six seed, but they draw St. Louis first round. You know, they were ten in, or sorry, they were nine and ten against St. Louis this year. It's an interdivision foe. It's only a three game series. So I mean, hell, we were just talking about how a team like the Cubs can sweep the uh, Phillies in six games. It's a three game series. Really anything could happen. Team you're familiar with. I could see them winning that series, especially if you go Burns. Woodruff for two of your three games. That's clearly better than anything that the Cardinals have top of the top of the rotation wise. I could see him getting past. And if, if, if the Mets can hold <laughs> off the Braves <laughs> in the East and you have to have the Braves and the Dodgers on the same side and you get the Mets in a best of five Mets going to, and again, if you had some balls, maybe you would pitch Burns and Woodruff both twice in a five game series. There's potential for that. And you somehow, we saw that the Mets like to met pretty much since the 80s. Post winning that World Series, they can't win at all. They fall apart. Scherzer's been hurt. DeGrom's been hurt. Hell, maybe, and it's only five games. Maybe all of a sudden you wake up, they're in the NLCS against the Braves and the Dodgers, and you got a best of seven series. Oh, my God, if this happened. And then they do what they did last night. You have to be effing kidding me. <laughs> like, he's back, right baby. He's thought, back as a Brewers fan. He's right back. when I thought I was out, Ben, they pulled me right back in. Oh, this is to great. quote Al Pacino in Godfather 3. That's yeah. when I thought I was out. The hurting's on us, Brewers so, fan, and Philly Nation. Here's good news for the Brewers. They only the play, season's almost over. <laughs> they are only able to lose one game today. They yeah, play the Phillies tonight. have the potential to lose two today. The Phillies play twice. They have the potential to lose twice, therefore making it a tie, which means the Phillies still lead because of the tiebreaker. Yeah, but still, it's a game, it's a half game, but it's really a game and a half. Glass half full is they might lose less. Than Brewers the Phillies all tonight. at home. Phillies all on the road. Yeah, you guys get what the Nats, Bailey Falter, and the Noah Sing- Noah Syndergaard blowing a start against the crappy Nationals is uh, quite literally the origin of my story. This was absolutely ideal for the Brewers to win last night. Take the half game lead. They move the doubleheader up to Friday because of the hurricane on the East Coast. You had to play two. Brewers play one. We're all even for games played Saturday morning for our pregame tailgate show. Mm. And we would have a perfect perfect little segment or probably multiple talking about how this is a tied 
tied wild card for the last spot or something very close to that. But the Brewers had to go and F it up. They couldn't even figure out a way to win and hold a game against. They aren't even Marlins. They're dead fish. Yeah, they They're stink. terrible. Don Mattingly's not even coming back to manage next All year. All of their good players have been hurt or traded. Their, their manager's like, I'm done, too. For the record, the Marlins are kind of the Nebraska football of baseball. They're really good at blowing games late and losing by one run. So maybe you're seeing the luck finally so turn around. the Brewers in last night? At the hands of Craig Council's bullpen management, which I agreed with for the record. The putting Peralta. Dude, you should have heard him at 6 o'clock this morning. For a Braves fan, a guy that didn't want the Brewers to make the playoffs, he was like. Yeah, the Braves are good, man. Big Braves series this weekend. I'm surprised fuming. you're not checking up on that. It's not the weekend yet. Uh, he did describe himself in a, a, a DM message group last night as now a baseball enthusiast, not a Braves fan. I see. <laughs> right? Is that safe to say? Oh, right? how the turntables. I'm all in on the Braves, <laughs> but I'm also all in on the Brewers. You swore him off. And I've seen your tweets. <laughs> I, I, I honestly... They're all capitals. It's hard to miss. I can't look at Craig Council anymore. I tried to watch the presser. I got to about three and a half minutes. I can't do it. He disgusts me. The world's angriest man, Rowdy. Did you scribble in the manifesto last night before he went to bed afterwards? He disgusts me. You sit there and you, he said in the presser, I think I sent you that. He you said, did. I will give Freddie Peralta the ball anytime. Bullsh crap. You take it away from him every single time. You take fan. it away from Corbin Burns. You take it away from Eric Lauer and Brandon Woodruff. My ass, you'll give him the baseball at any time. This is called you Mount were the one saying, well, when he, when, he hurt his shoulder, when he hurt his shoulder and was out for two months, we don't want to work him too hard. Bull crap. This is, it's a bunch of crap. This is Mount Rowdy exploding, folks. Well, I'm sick of all the BS, the same old well, you lines, gave up on the, the looking disheveled. <laughs> Literally. I, you, two months ago, you, we already did this. It's the same old song and dance. You said, I'm not done with the Brewers. It, you you know tweeted what, it, it out. I'm a Braves fan. It literally pisses me off even more when I see these schleps, Your whole life is pissed these off. schleps on Twitter that'll sit there and congratulate this guy like, hey, you know, Craig Council changing baseball. Did you see he went to his closer in the seventh inning the other night? What is he, the first guy to ever do this? No, no. Say a it lot with of me. guys, a lot of guys have done this in he the past. Did, he voted no. Do you want the Brewers to make the, play, the playoffs? He said about, no. He voted no. A couple years ago when they tried no, to give him. He's a Braves fan. credit for being a guy with openers, with openers. The effing Rays have been doing that years before. And vouchers. they literally copied it. Vouchers. $6 vouchers, vouchers. It'll call. It'll vouchers. ease your attention. But yet they sit there and pat him on the butt and say, oh, thanks for being a genius and an innovator. Other teams have done this before. They've been going to the closer in the seventh inning for 50 years when they used to let guys close three inning ben, saves. Have you ever seen a Braves fan so passionate about the Brewers? No, this is great. It is. It's hilarious. What's your official statement off. on the fact there were not no more than 200 people at the game last night? <laughs> There shouldn't be any more. There should be less. Look at how they treat them. Actually, I did see on the video broadcast advertisements for playoff tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're ready. They're only a half game out. I might be all in on the Brewers, if I'm being completely honest. I can't wait Let to the see the Phillies if, collapse. Well, I can't wait to see the Brewers make the playoffs and then see what Rody says. After that. Oh, I'm going to be all in. Uh, line one. Good morning. Who's this? It's Carl the bug, man. Oh, is this, is this your first time calling in, Carl? It is. Oh, my God. How can we be so blessed? I love it, Carl. My man. What's going oh, on? No. I'm just going to piggyback on uh, Rowdy's. I'm done with Brewers. Well, he, he gave up two months ago. He's a Braves fan. Well, 
I might just have to join that bandwagon. <laughs> I'm tired of analytics. You shove the analytics up there, you know, where the sun don't shine. Yep. So, yeah. Carl, I mean, last Carl, Carl, real quick. If we're talking yeah. analytics, you it's, have it's, a picture. Well, if you're starting up there, it's called analytics. Yeah, we have a pitcher that through five <laughs> innings, he gave up one hit, no walks. That's good. Last, last that I good, checked. Wasn't it? That's that is a extremely low whip of what like point two. <laughs> he's he's struck out nine in five innings. Carl, that's you gotta, that's a case per nine. You got to say your piece. 18. Rowdy Rowdy were literally screaming in the abyss for hours if you let him. <laughs> Numbers <laughs> was he looking you at gotta, to take Carl, him out? You got to you got to you got to say your piece. Otherwise, Rowdy would literally scream for hours. Well, I agree with him. I mean, at one point he had six strikeouts in two innings, and it's like, and he he's balling. He was balling. He was balling. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like he comes out and takes him out. What are you doing? I'm tired of analytics. You don't go with your gut. Carl, think about go this. Usually, we get uh, we DM each other, and you give me your takes, and I'll try to read them on air when I right. uh, when I see them. And sometimes I don't. That's my bad. But Craig Council has pissed you off so much in the Brewers that this is, it, it made you pick up the phone and call in. How crazy is that? That's what the Brewers well, have done to you. Well, that and plus, if the Badgers don't win by at least fourteen or fifteen points tomorrow, it's going to against Illinois. Come on. I mean, then, then what, Carl? Are we going? Are we, <laughs> I don't even I'm, know. You already know how I feel about the whole yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. situation there. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, let's get to Sunday. Let's end with a positive and yep. watch the Packers shellac the Patsies. There it is. We'll end on the positive. Carl, thanks for calling in. Don't be a stranger, man. We love you calling in. Well, see you, see you right. buddy. See you, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right, I got Raphael coming up. Uh, real quick, my brother Doogie. Uh, he had tweeted me, I am so glad I quit being a Brewers fan the same time they quit on Josh Hader. Trade deadline. And then he also says, does uh, Midwest Family Broadcasting have a paramedic on standby? Like at a football game potentially this Saturday if Bielema were to win when Rowdy's gasket finally blows. Uh, Rowdy is destined for a heart failure, uh, probably younger than he is older. I know wilderness medicine. Yeah. I could I could do enough to keep you alive. Are you certified you in CPR? Yeah. That's... That means you, you got to go mouth to mouth on him. Acting like I want to continue to live after this. <laughs> Rowdy has sent me some interesting Snapchat sometimes. Him soaking in the tub, saying like, "What is life?" It's after a Brewers loss. Vouchers, vouchers, vouchers. Rowdy, you're gonna be okay. How's your How's your pulse right now? Are you in the danger zone? I'm always even keel. Never, never high. I'm never always low. even keel. You guys are going to the game soon, though, right? Wednesday potentially. Is that a voucher day? Yeah, every day is a voucher day from oh, here on out. Oh, uh, line, line two. Good morning. Who's this? This is Bill. <laughs> hey, Billy. Rowdy, when your gasket blows, there ain't no saving you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, and I'm going to miss you, but I'm wondering if <laughs> Illinois is going to beat us two tomorrow. Listen, I under, I don't know. Rowdy, how old are you again? 20, just turned 28. Like, I have no idea how this dude is still on this earth with how he like gets how angry he is. I thought he would have his head would have popped years ago. I am glad you're still here, Roddy. But you know what? I think Ebo could help you do is take something to mellow you out in case we lose. I don't think all you the weed in the world could save Rowdy. I think he. Need, I think he might need it tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong. I don't. I don't think there's any saving Rowdy. Bill. Oh, baby aspirin. There's some, some guys just run hot, and Rowdy. Rowdy ain't ever cooling down. I'll tell you that. I think we can get him to cool down, Ebo. <laughs> I know you can. I know you can. I don't. I don't. I've tr- I've tried. I've given up. I've given up that dream and hope, Bill. I've given it up. I've just accepted it who he is, the world's angriest man. Remember when the Badgers lost, lost Illinois a couple years ago with uh, the worst coach in the world, Lovey Smith? Yep. Let's hope that doesn't happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree, Bill. I agree. <laughs> uh, hey, 
And who's worse than the, the Phillies? Nobody. The Brewers. The Brewers. <laughs> the Brewers. <laughs> hey, misery loves company. That's why we're here, Bill. Take care, guys. Nice Bye. to you, buddy. Wait, I do have a I do have a quick question for Ben. I don't know who's worse. You so you weren't a Girardi guy. No. And would you take who counsel? would you rather have? The current Phillies manager or the current Brewers manager? I don't even want to name him anymore. Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager. Because he's I rest great. my case. It's not a Thompson problem, it's Harper just Would folds. you take Craig Council? Probably not. Because my hair would look too similar to his. Would you take Joe Girardi for the Brewers ready? He's got more management rings than uh, okay. he, he, earned his, he earned his pinstripes, too. He earned those stripes. <sighs> oh, the guy Raphael. I got I'm Raphael. telling you, how about a freaking swap? I will take Get that man in He's baseball. Done. They can have Craig Council, just a little friendly swap. You know, he's very familiar with Miami and the Marlins. All right. All right. I would try and get Francona, but I think he's locked in in Cleveland. Benjamin, um, not baseball related. What's the expectation tomorrow as Wisconsin opened as uh, upwards of a 10-point favorite, now down to 7, 7.5? I have made a very important uh, business move, and I think the people will like it. Is this Ben Kenny Enterprises? uh, Yes. Last week on Kenny and Heilprin, I missed every single pick I made. That's like a... that's, That's... Skillful. In it's a impressive. Way. Yeah. I went over five. That's wow. So I sit like eight and sixteen. I'm hitting thirty percent of my bets. Oof. That's, so that's, I made that's, a best bet on the show. That's bad. On Illinois plus seven. Because I'm physically incapable of hitting a bet. Yeah, that stinks. So hopefully Wisconsin wins by a lot. I think the expectation so fade is ben. a lot of the stuff we saw wrong against Ohio State go right. And it naturally will just to not one thing worked against the Buckeyes. This is a game that caters to what Wisconsin does well a lot more. And, I mean, it's Brett Bielema. You know what the identity of that team will be. He's trying to build it like a Wisconsin, you know, physical inside. Big. That kind of situation. Physical. So, it'll tell you where Thick. you stand right now because you better be able to still push around Illinois. Do you think anyone could push around Brett Bielema? No. I don't think so either. So, Ben, what's... What's the biggest advantage that Illinois brings? Is it their running back? Chase Brown uh, at running back is definitely their offensive focal point. Tommy DeVito, Syracuse transfer at quarterback, is better than they've had recently. He's better than Brandon Peters. He's not not great, but he's okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but no, he's very competent back there. Their strength. Nothing like being very competent. That's. Yeah, strength of the team, though, is in the secondary. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback. They have some dudes back there. Chase Brown's brother, Sidney Brown at safety. So their running game and their secondary are the strengths. And it's Brett Bielema is still building it. He has some really good players, but not maybe. He's a couple years away, I'd say. Let's say, worst case scenario, Brett Bielema shocks Camp Randall and Badger Nation, and he gets a win. What then happens next? Immediately, nothing. Well, I mean, uh, everyone goes to Twitter and says, fire Paul Chris. That's Correct. what happens. Nothing will immediately happen. It's at the end of the year. Yes. Okay. I said, Ben, if that were to happen earlier in the show, if the Wisconsin Badgers lose to the Illinois fighting Illini, Paul Christ is instantly called into the principal's office for a talk. Now, Not saying he's getting fired, but there we got to have now, a Now, Rowdy took the Badgers on the razor's edge in the points. 
Do you guys, I, and I said this before the Washington State game, I'm like, is there any way, shape, or form that this team, Washington State, beats the Badgers? And we're both like, well, that's why they play the game. There's two teams out there. But well, I kind of scoffed at the idea of uh, Wisconsin losing to the Cougars. Do we now scoff at the idea of Brett Bielema and the Badgers beating Illinois, or Wisconsin, excuse me? Brett Bielema and Illinois beating the Badgers? No, not at all. I mean, it's a seven-point spread for a reason. That's how Vegas... Is that embarrassing for the Badgers? Kind of. I think it's a semi-overcorrection after what happened, because we see markets often overcorrect, where when everybody in the public sees what Wisconsin did against Ohio State, they all think Wisconsin sucks. And this team does not suck. They are not what we saw on Saturday, but I would not scoff at Illinois winning. They have what it takes, and we've seen this Wisconsin team shoot themselves in the foot enough to lose winnable games before. So it's very possible. Rowdy, despite taking them in the points, is it a scoffable well, that's idea? that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, he just said it. I think a lot of teams are, or a lot of people are throwing Wisconsin in the trash because, dude, you just got embarrassed on national TV prime time against Ohio State. And this is a totally different team when it comes to talent, a totally different type of offense. And it's not in Ohio for a night game. This is a morning <laughs> game in Madison. First one, baby, 11 a.m. Let's and go. I, I agree with Ben. I think I was hoping that by today's show that Wisconsin would actually get to six and a half because I would hammer that yeah. at less than a touchdown. Still at a touchdown, I'm going to take them. I said to Heilprin when we had him on our sports director, Zach Heilprin, I think Wisconsin wins by double digits in this football game. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a this is a game that you know. What do we say about after the loss to Washington State? You got to go beat the brakes off of New Mexico State. Just 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 annihilate them, and they did that. After you got annihilated on a public or national stage night game in, at the Horseshoe, you got this has to be a game where you just go out there and just boat race Illinois to make some people feel a little more comfortable. Not everyone's going to feel comfortable. But they have some people say, like, okay, they have the ability to do it. Ben, let me ask you, ask Zach this. Does Wisconsin have the ability to blow out a team like Illinois? Yes, 100%. Yes? We've seen the offense actually show some signs, and the line, I think, will round into form. Think back to last year. What was the thing that got them going when Braylon Allen started to run the football? It was... Now it's going to be the Wildcat going to get them going. Yeah, but it was a game at Illinois. So they definitely have the capability. I also think they'll come out with uh, the defense, especially will come out motivated after last week. So I think it's a good situation for the Badgers. It's going to go one of two ways. Either it can all go wrong and then the rest of the games are losable in theory, or there is a scenario out there where it all goes right. And this is just what they need to get back on track because again, it's exactly what happened last season. Well, the reason why I think that they're, they should be able to blow out Illinois because on paper, it's kind of the same team. They want to do the same things. They're kind of built for the same type of offense, more of a, you know, a, a pro style offense, not this spread it out. Ohio state team. built for comfort, not and, for speed. And then you talk about how Wisconsin in a lot of positions is just straight up better. They have better players and you just basically, uh, force your will on Illinois over and over and over again, where you're just better than them and they can't do anything to you. And then the next thing you know, you look up and it's 30 some to 10 or, you know, 38, 17, Impose your will. Now the teams that are going to give Wisconsin fits are the teams that they can't get pressure on that can throw the football. And that's Maryland. Nope. Maryland's good. It's you would really hope that Wisconsin is good enough to beat the crap out of Illinois. If they aren't, I think it is 
a bad sign for where the team stands. Definitely. See, I would, I feel like if things went bad, if things went bad against Maryland, that score, we could look up at the end of the game and that score could look a lot worse for Wisconsin than if they played like a Penn state, they played a Michigan, they played a uh, Minnesota. I think just how those other teams play style wise, it's inducive for Wisconsin to be able to at least keep those games close, even for like the Michigans or the Penn States of the world being a lesser talented. But because of the style that Maryland plays, if it snowballs, it can snowball again like Ohio State. Now, I don't think Maryland blows the doors off of them and scores 50 points, but I think it worst case scenario, that's the type of team where it can get bad. I don't think Michigan could literally hammer Wisconsin 52 to 14. I, just I do. don't I don't think they're I don't think there's that big of a talent gap. Well, they did last year. And that Michigan team might be as good as last year and this Wisconsin team definitely defensively is no nowhere near as good. The context of that game was different with Mertz going out obviously. I think the style of play thing you mentioned with Illinois, it means more for the Wisconsin defense than the offense because we've seen Wisconsin have to play six defensive backs, five defensive backs, not much down linemen. And they've kind of been thrown off what their normal game is. And that doesn't cater to their strength as a unit. And there's inexperience where I think the inexperience would play better against a more in the box team. I will say, though, Illinois, a lot of RPO stuff. They'll try to move you with the eyes, get you going in the wrong direction. So it'll be a test. It needs to be a big inside linebacker day for me. Because that position has struggled so far. They need to turn it around if this defense is good. Brett Bielma always was pretty good at misdirection. I'll give him that. And reason being is when he was out at the bars, watch this hand while this hand's doing something else. Yeah, giving away $50 bills with his phone number on it. Do you know that one, Ben? You ever handed out a $50 bill with your phone number on it? I have no comment on that matter. Oh, you personally? No, I have not. Look at Ben. Do you think he's a guy that hands out $50 bills with his number? No, nah, the lady. handed out the dollars. The ladies. Yeah, you think I have $50? No, 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 he's, no. he's got the George Washington. Ben's the, Ben, he didn't have to do it because the ladies, right, their number on the $50 bill handed it to him. Right, Benjamin? Whatever you want to say. <laughs> you say, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, whatever. Hey, I, I partied whatever with Ben all, with Don Todd one night. We had to beat the ladies out with a stick for him.